Kids Talk Footy fans, and welcome back to another episode of Kids Talk Footy. And today, um, we're doing the usual, but we've got a Sydney review called The Sydney Crisis. How you doing, boys? Good. You? Yeah, not bad. How are you, Maddie? Yeah, I'm alright. It's good. Thought all you'd right, be so a bit more pumped right. after Carlton's win. We'll get on to that. We'll get on to that. <laughs> yeah, I was really proud of how Collingwood played, so... Um, yeah, mm. they played well. Anyway, I, I might... Okay, I'm going to struggle to talk about that game. You know, it's all good. All right, so let's get straight on to our moment of the week. What was yours, Bassie? Can I uh, go first? Oh, you go first. I don't, I don't mind. Picture, picture, picture on your brain the stage. Yeah? Tapping up, it out of bounds. Oh, what's he thinking? Just What he should have done is he should have grabbed the ball. Anyway, Doherty gets... A downfield free kick. Nunes takes a kick after the siren to beat Fremantle. Jack Nunes is God and he should win the Brownlow and the Norm Smith and the Rising Star. Be the first player and to win a Norm Smith when they when his team doesn't even make the finals. Yeah, like he Coleman medal. Like he should be Coleman medal. Carlton have Carlton have a better chance of making the finals than Pies, so yeah. Cold pies, we are right now. Um, uh, my moment of the week uh, was Easternwood's mark uh, against. Um, oh, uh, team's gotten away from me here. Um, Adelaide, yes. Uh, gr- very good mark. Uh, you, Sam. What about your moment of the week? Well, my um, my moment of the week is two words. It's not really a moment. It's kind of okay. Um, so my moment of the week is, let me get it up, all right, two words, Marcus Bontempelli, that's my moment of the week. Do you want me to elaborate? Sure, go ahead. Okay, he just, okay. He, he just dominated. Uh, he, he just ripped the entire Adelaide midfield into pieces. I think he had 199 super coach points. Yes. And kicked balls, 33 touches. He just, oh. I, I, know, I haven't seen him play. He, I know he plays well, but I've never seen him play that well. That was just phenomenal. Remember and that was the coach team. That was even better. No, but that, yeah. I don't know. And I, I was going to say Jack Nunes' goal, obviously, but, you know, I had to let Manny do it. Mm. <laughs> uh, on to the games, our games uh, from last round, our review of them. Um, Sydney versus uh, GWS, first up. Uh, and what concluded to be a 41-point win for the Swans, um, which is very surprising. Many thought GWS would go in and dominate. Um, it was a surprising performance uh, from young uh, Nick Blakey. Finished at 18 disposals, uh, career high, and two goals. Uh, after being moved up to the, up the field onto a tall, ringer, tall winger role, uh, it was a fighting effort from Josh Kelly. Finished uh, game high, thirty-one disposals, hundred and three fantasy. Uh, but there wasn't much uh, good that came out of the game for GWS. They look to uh, reset, bounce back next week. Um, but is the question is here after this uh, dismal performance from GWS? Are they still contenders, or does that? Can you write them off from one game or not? They're not winning the premiership. They're not. In my opinion, they're never going to in the first place. Yeah. They might make finals. They're not going to win the premiership. They're not going to make the prelims. They're not going to get top. 
make the final four. Yeah. Um, even Helio said at half time it was unacceptable. Yeah, and then he came on and he just got brushed, a brush by and tackle led to a goal kicked on him too. So it was yeah, very so disappointing. I know they have a, they have some injuries, but they need to they need to fix something. They have probably the best looking list. Do you read those names? And you go, wow. Like Josh Kelly, Jeremy Cameron, Lockie Whitfield. Like, there's some. some they're the, like, probably the best looking list in the in the league. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't say one more thing. I, I don't want to. Um, well, I, don't, I won't sound like an idiot, but my, but my opinion, I think fans, fan bases are a really big part because we remember momentum. Is a massive part of game close games, and if it wasn't for COVID, GWS would don't have that fan base. They don't have you know, great if it's a grand final. If it was no no COVID, it was a grand final at the G. As shown in the Richmond game, they couldn't gain any momentum. They couldn't get any runs, consecutive goals. They couldn't really. But yeah, I, I don't think they're not contenders. No way. Uh, on to Cats versus Port Adelaide. Matthew, you want to break that one down? It was um. The Cats absolutely brushed aside top of the table for Adelaide and are well into contention for September. Could you call it September? October, Neil? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they're deep. They're definitely making finals. They're a really good chance of making a grand final and maybe winning it all. They have some really good depth of young and old. And they just played. They absolutely demolished for Adelaide on the weekend. On the weekend. It was a 60-point win for the Cats, if I'm not mistaken. And Port just looked flat as Geelong just ran all over them from the get-go. Yeah, Tom Hawkins' massive day out. Finished with 2.04 fantasy, seven goals to his name. Um, put him well ahead in that Coleman race. He's looked, he's looked like he's kind of... Because he wasn't, he wasn't there early... He was kind of sitting outside and, you know, when they're sitting outside of that top five and they only show the top five all the time, you go, oh, he's not really, he's nowhere near it. And then he just, and then that, he's just blowing everyone, blown everyone away. Um, especially Charlie Dixon too, who it looked like it was his, his year. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lions versus North in, what was the, uh, uh, the the final score didn't reflect um exact wasn't exactly true it, to be, it wasn't yeah as close as it looked but you want to take us through that one Maddie it was premiership contenders versus the cell dwellers in North Melbourne the score was awfully it was closer than you think Brisbane should have brushed away with it. Charlie Cameron, they probably should not have played. He looked very sore on the pitch. And, yeah, we all knew Brisbane were going to win this, but it should not have been as close as it was because Brisbane Brisbane should have ran away with it. They just yeah. didn't. And, yeah. It was a, a seven-point um, margin until uh, Cam Zerhar kicked that after the siren goal. Um, so I finished the one-point margin. Um, but... That was a pretty poor performance from the Lions to come that close, but a good performance from North. So, do you think they should have, do you think they should have played Charlie Cameron? No, no, I don't. 
Like they, I think that if they if they wanted, they they shouldn't have. But if they were thinking that he was just you know give him a run, they'd have an easy win. Just you know give him you know, the the run, you know just to see if he's okay and fit. It probably wasn't smart. Should have just held him back a week, let him train, see if he's fit the week after. But they played him, and I mean he didn't add contri- uh, contribute much to the game. So it wasn't really worth it. Could have injured himself even more, which would not have been good for them. So, on to the G's versus Pies game. Um, Sam, let's say uh, uh, I'll try to break down as simple as possible. Um, what two words again? First was injuries. Second was um, fundamentals. Well, first on to about the injuries. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to Vandenberg from Melbourne for what happened to my check. He made sure my check was okay and sent his um, sent my check's girlfriend a letter and a bottle, bottle of wine, I think it was. So that's very nice of him. It was, a, it was an accident. He was, just, he was just trying to go. He was just attacking the ball. He didn't intend to hit my check. Um, but, yeah, Collingwood injury. Uh, Collingwood are just full of injuries now. So many to name. I'm not going to go through them. I'll say the main ones. Dugowie, Jeremy Howe. I'm not going to go into the list. But the main thing, we lost that game. We could, we had the better list than them. Now, we didn't. We had Grundy. Grundy, Gorn, Gorn wasn't playing. And Luke Jackson. We had Proust, who's probably, you know, he's not very, I don't know. Not, he's not great. Um, Grundy should have do, do, dominated that game. He did in the hitouts, but just didn't reflect on the scoreboard. And the fundamentals, Collingwood, they could not hit any targets. It's just they try. You can try run as many plays, as many switches as you want, but if you can't hit the target, you can't execute. There's no point. That's just the problem. Melbourne were hitting every single target. We we're missing. There was one passenger play. We missed. We missed five targets and in five fumbles in a row. It's just I don't know what's happened. I don't know. If it's because they're on holidays. And they're not practicing enough. I, I don't know. But I don't know anyway. And Melbourne win by fifty-six hundred to a forty-four. Yeah, um, Maddie, your favourite game this season? Would you say that? No, it was, no, no, it was Game of the Round. Game no, of the game Round? Of the was it your favourite game this season? Game of the Decade. <laughs> I'm getting a bit cocky there, but um, do you want to take, us, take it away, Maddie? Break it down it's been for 2020. us? In 2020, that means it's Game of the Year. Think about that. Mm. Anyway, Freeman will kick the first three goals of the match. It was, it was a nineteen-point lead at quarter time. You know, it looked like Freeman was going to run away with it. Rain started pouring, and it just stayed at about two goals for pretty much the whole game. But then there was a scoreless last quarter. I mean, a goalless last quarter, and then contra- probably the most controversial thing of the year. Tabana taps it to the boundary when, let's be real, you guys probably agree. That was, yeah, it was deemed by the AFL. That one was deemed as correct call. And then Doherty brings it in, plays on, kicks it. It goes out on the full, but he's bumped off the ball by Grayshaw. This is the, that was the most controversial thing. That was one. He was was in the momentum for the smother. You got, obviously, all your might, you possibly had to smother that kick. Yeah, but. It, that one was deemed by the AFL down. as the correct call, though, as well. Oh, it was the most controversial. They have to correct call. The, no, no. They the, said that. And then Jack Nunes took the shot, and he slotted the goal. And I was 
jumping around my house. Yeah, that but, that was the incorrect call. The AFL said that was incorrectly called. It should have been Michael Gibbons' ball. Because when the umpire turned around and was about to give away the free kick, Nunes was a close ball when the kick happened. And it's controversial, apparently. The kick should have been taken six metres further back. Yeah. And Jack probably would have made the distance. Still would have dobbed that, I reckon. Just, or it would have been close. And yeah. with everyone trying to touch it on the line, you never know. But, yeah, true. It was very, very... Because it came out... It actually went out on the full earlier, but the umpire didn't see it properly. Mm. The Blues injury road... Injury struck Blues beat Fremantle along the road. Oh, and your boy's injury struck. Jesus. Oh, we have a bunch too. We like you. We have a bunch. Look at that best players out. Yeah, no one talks about us. We have Jack <laughs> Martin, Cunningham, Turner, Silvani. Listen, we have Pitney. Pitney and Jack Martin are both in tonight, though. Back into the side. Enjoy, speaking, yeah, oh, injury. Yes, but we had injury. Dogs yeah. versus Adelaide uh, was the game following the uh, that controversial Carlton Dockers game. Sam, do you want to take us uh, and break yeah, down that one? Yeah, not not. I'm not going to say much. Adelaide being Adelaide Bulldogs. I thought it would have been a little bit closer, but they just blew away. Bonton Pelly. Rick just tearing the game to pieces. Aaron Norton kicking six. Bailey Smith having a great game with 30-plus touches. Um, well, just, it was just... It was really great. It was high score. Too. It was really great to watch the Bulldogs, what the, how they performed. Just Adelaide couldn't keep up as expected. And Doggies ran away with a 60-point-plus win. 62, I think it was. And then St Kilda Essendon. You want to take us to that one again? That was well said. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, again, pretty good game. Like, you know, it's not. Yeah, I wrote some notes down. Let me get. Oh, sorry, guys. There we go. Okay. Um, as we know, I'm. They 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 played really well. We know. Um, Max King dominated in the forward line. This one right in front that he played on. Holly could have had four goals, but yeah, Essendon just. I know Saint Kilda. They're just playing great footy at the moment. I think they're they, they're possible contenders. I think people just putting them down in their performance against Geelong. That was just one bad performance. I think they got a really good list and they're just working well together and they're just executing perfectly. They got they're building a great forward line and Essendon just couldn't keep up in the end. And what's it? Dan Butler isn't performing great lately ever since I put him my super coach team. It's a curse, but you know, as long as they're still getting the job done, yeah, not bad. All right, next game is... Eagles, Eagles versus Hawks. Hawks. Uh, uh, the first quarter, the Eagles made a statement. They kicked three goals to zero to be uh, 22 points. Uh, up, even though the Hawks had more inside 50s, uh, but couldn't, could not convert. Uh, second quarter, the Hawks finally put some points on the board, uh, went into the halftime break, 18 points down. Uh, score was 33 to 15. Um, third and fourth quarter, it was an arm wrestle. No, uh, both teams adding on goals. Um, but uh, eventually, uh, the Eagles finished thirty-two point victors over the struggling Hawthorns. Bad news for them too. Uh, James Sisley went down, injuring his ACL, which is not good. He's been one of their best players in their defense, and he's obviously seen some time up forward. And but. It was horrible for it's horrible for the Hawks, um. But it's just 
the Eagles just prove their dominance and just, you know, make proving why they're in finals contention. And the Hawks are just uh, plodding away. I don't think they're going to make do anything special for the rest of the season. Um, so, yeah. And then following that game, Richmond versus Gold Coast. First quarter uh, dominated by the Tigers, but they couldn't convert uh, with their 17-4 to inside 50s. Uh, second quarter, only one goal was kicked by the Suns, uh, uh, who could have kicked more. They kicked five behind, so accuracy hurt them. Third quarter, the Tigers slowly chipped away until they snatched the lead and then ran away with a 21-point win. Uh, that's all the games from the round. Uh, teams for tonight. Uh, first game of the Sir Doug Nichols round. Uh, Carlton versus the Gold Coast. Uh, gold, uh, Carlton brought in Jack Martin, Matt, uh, Mark Pitney for Kennedy and Honey. Uh, Kennedy's quad injury and Honey's been omitted. Uh, Jared Harborell, David Swallow and Sw- uh, Sean Lemmings. Lemons in for Fiorini, Holman and Sexton all omitted. Uh, Jared Harborell playing his 150th game. Um, right, we'll just quickly go through prediction. Uh, yep, yeah. Yeah. Um, tonight, we'll just quickly go through. Gold Coast Carlton. Uh, Carlton. Yeah, I said Gold Coast. Of course you did. I'm, I'm tipping Carlton against Gold Coast. Indigenous man, Isaac Rankin will kick four or five goals. And Jack Martin will kick ten. And Betts will kick ten. Anyway, let's <laughs> keep going. Bulldogs. Saturday. Bulldogs Melbourne. This is going to be an interesting one, but I've gone, uh, D's. Probably game of the I'd say game of the area. This is very, very tough. I don't remember who I tipped. I think I tipped the, the, the dogs. I think I tipped the dogs. No, I tipped Melbourne. I'll, I'll tip the dogs. I'll tip the dogs. Right, and then Fremantle, uh, no, sorry, Port versus Hawthorne. Easy um, Port. Yeah, Port, easy yeah. win. Uh, then Essendon, Richmond. Uh, taking Richmond. Um, and then Fremantle versus Sydney. Um, possibly you could imagine Freo winning, but if Sydney play the same as they did last week, you could see Sydney in there, in uh, contention for the win there. What do you? What? Who have you guys taken? Fremantle. Yeah. Okay. I think this is a one-off for Sydney. Uh, Adelaide versus Geelong. You get currently eight dollars fifty if Adelaide win this with a sports bet. Um, so. Uh, but it, so I think all punters will be on with Geelong. Yeah, yeah. Brisbane St Kilda. This is going to be their test. They've had their test. Sam, you said that just because of that game against Geelong, is just one game out. If they play bad against uh, Brisbane, yep. I think you can. Uh, I don't think they're going to win it. Right. So St Kilda beat Richmond. Same. They beat. They beat Rich. Okay, so St Kilda beat Richmond out of form. They've lost to Collingwood. They've lost to Geelong. They've lost to Brisbane, and all of them are in the eight right now. They did beat Port, though. Did beat Port, yeah. Um. So I've taken Brisbane for that game. Uh, then I, West... I, I, I did say Brisbane, but I'm just going to take the Saints to back up what I said. Okay, Eagles, GWS. Who have you guys taken? 
Yep, Eagles. And then oh. Collingwood versus North Melbourne. Did you skip Manny? Oh, Manny. I, said Eagles. I thought I you said, said something. Said Eagles, okay. Right. Collingwood versus North I, Melbourne. North. Oh, Collingwood, no, yeah. Collingwood. 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 Sorry, I said Collingwood. I really want them to really tend to say no. Listen, listen. They'll, go, they'll get back into form and then they'll smash Carlton by 50. That's how it yeah. works. You guys will be. I'm really worried about that Carlton game. I'm not going to watch it. I'll, I'll, we'll beat North, though. We'll beat now, North. on to our rebuild. Uh, Sydney Crisis. Um, now, the question... First, let's open this up with uh, the question. Does Sydney need a full rebuild? If so, is Josh... Uh, uh, just among me, uh, believe you've got the have you got the wrong name here? Oh, sorry, did I have the wrong name? I believe Justin so. Longmire. Right, Justin John Longmire. John yes. Longmire. <laughs> no, just, sorry, John Longmire, oh, the man so to guide them through. I know the Frio. It gets very confusing with Frio and um Sydney sometimes. <laughs> uh, so if so, is just uh John Longmire the man to guide them through it? Oh, no. I think. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, no, no rebuild or no to John, John Longmire? Sydney need a rebuild? Because they might lose Papley end of the year. Franklin's not playing. Kennedy's getting old. I know they have the. And they need, like, Heaney and Blakey. They need them in a new environment. And so, John Longmire needs to go. I don't uh, need. Yeah, I, 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 I agree, Maddie, in turn for. They definitely need a rebuild, as Maddie said about Franklin Kennedy getting old. I'm actually debating if John Long John Longmire is the man to guide them through it because he is an experienced. He is very experienced. You probably you most you most of the time you want an experienced coach to lead you through a rebuild. So if they do, I, I, I'll I'll just say keep John Longmire or get Ross Lyon or someone like that who's looking for a coaching position. I reckon. I reckon pick someone like Ross Lyon or um or um Mick Maltias would suck the. What about experience? Yeah. It's just nah. You've seen that. I think because you've seen their faces around for a while. You know, it's yeah. like um with it's like with um Fremantle and Carlton. They're bringing these new coach. You know, new faces into coaching, and it's working. So. Yeah. I feel like they need a brand new coach, like their assistant Cox, Dean Cox. Yeah. Or someone like that. And to help to guide them. Well, they, yeah, well, they can get their assistant coach up there. Um, yeah. Sam, do you want to take us through some uh, players and uh, just, yeah, issues, positions so, um, needed? So, I, so I'm going to start talking about the, their issues with some players. Um, what positions they need and some possible trading options. So first, I'm going to talk about positions they need. So um, positions Sydney need, in my opinion, I think a new Ruckman because Sinclair, he's a little bit inconsistent. Um, he's a little bit I – mean, he's getting pretty, He's getting a little bit old. He isn't in great form. So I reckon a new young Ruckman with sparks to get around the midfield. Every team needs a Ruckman. Huh? Every team needs to need a Ruckman. Uh, most teams, some don't. They can't. Uh, Melbourne. I think they definitely need a Ruckman. And also, Ken- Kennedy's getting old. Papley's a little bit between Ford and Ford and Mitchell. He's probably going to get traded. Heaney plays a little bit on the flanks or, and wings. I think that they also need a key midfielder to rack up disposals and get some clearances out of their midfield. 
because we know an issue with Sydney has been um, scoring, and part of that could, is possibly because of their lack of clearances. They got a few young. They got Florent in there. They got a few young players, but just someone, an experienced midfielder. I'm not saying it's fast midfield, just someone that can get the disposals and clearances they need. All right, um, now we're going to go about some possible trades. So the main trading rumor is obviously Tom Papley. He's on he's on the leave list for Sydney. He wants to get out of there. And last year, last trading period, he was definitely on the edge of going to Carlton. So Sydney could get either a quality small forward or draft picks or first round some first round draft picks for Papley. Now, what they what they were gonna do? Sorry to interrupt, but what they were gonna do is they were they were gonna bring in Danaher. Yep. In that three way deal, so yeah, I don't yeah. know. If they might chase him again, or because Franklin is getting old, so they might need to replace him. It's, it's just forward. Yep. Yeah, I, Sydney's a difficult one, I'd say. See, I'm not gonna talk about a big forward until Franklin leaves. Yeah. Until Franklin's there, and um. Yeah, so, for example, like, I've heard, of, you know, everyone's got rumours. I've heard a rumour that, that leaked a little bit about a trading interest with the Pies for a small football like Jamie Elliott or Tagoe or something like that. But I reckon the Carlton trade probably most likely will go ahead for that. So that's the main possible trade there for Sydney. And now some play issues, so some issues with some of their players. So you've got Josh Kennedy, probably one of their stars, more, you know, Reliable players. Um, he's, he has a possibility of retiring in the next few years. We know that. And they've got some key players out of contract. So, Josh Kennedy, Sam Wicks. I think we all know who Sam Wicks is now. Or he's a coiner. Uh, Lewis McLean. Oh, sorry. Lewis McLean. George Hewitt and Ben Ronquet. So, there are a few key players that are out of contract. I have a question. I reckon, I, I reckon they should keep... I, I reckon... I was just about what, to ask what do you think they should keep out of that list? Yeah, I was going to just say, who do you think they will sign? I think they'll sign back George Hewitt and Sam Wicks. There'll be no question on Kennedy. I reckon yeah. Hewitt and Kennedy at Wicks. Malikin on Ronk, I don't think he's good enough. And Malikin, oh, I reckon they might. Yeah, they might get him too. They might need Touch to and go. Him. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, not, he's, not a, he's just a... He's not a right player. He's just like nothing special, I feel yeah. like. You know, he does his job well and yeah, that's it. That's, that's the thing. He does his job, but yeah. I Sometimes mean, that's it's like, just that's... what you need, though. Sometimes yeah, you just need the player to do his to, job. You, you don't have to stand out players. You don't need a stand out player at every position. Mm. Yeah. George Hewitt does his job at the back line. Yeah, they've got probably, I think, Sydney have probably got the best back line. Well, yeah, I think they've got, they've got a strong back line. They're struggling to use it. Um, no, they were they so, were dom they dom their back line was uh, was very like good against the like worst. I like Port's back line. I reckon Port's is their back line. Um, yeah. uh, and now I've got a discussion question up here. I know we're talking about Papley, but I wanted I want to get into a little bit more detail about that. What do you think Sydney's best trading option for the next trade period for season twenty twenty one is? So I'm not I'm not just saying trade Papley. I'm saying where would he go? What would they receive? Kind of thing. Like what do you? Or it doesn't even need to be Papley. Well, most likely. Papley. Papley goes. This yep. is what they were going to do last year, and I think Sydney were keen into it, but Essendon wanted something else. Yeah, they Essendon weren't getting anything, so they held out, and then they didn't. Yeah, they weren't getting anything. Yeah. What I'm thinking is, what I'm thinking is, 
they do need to rebuild Sydney so I'm a bit I would think like Papley goes Sydney get pick like we'll give him a first round let's be real we will give him a first round yeah and so then Pap- Sydney have two first rounds then they could either give one, they could give one to Essendon for Danaher give one of those picks to Essendon for Danaher and, and then, then they've they, lost Papley but they've gained Danaher mm. and, and then kept the draft and then obviously Essendon get an early pick, um, which I mean, uh, which we're about we'll get to now. The draft, uh, they've got a first round pick, uh, as just stated. They uh, could get a second round pick. Uh no, it's another first round pick. Uh, they got another second round pick though, third round, uh, fourth round, and a fifth round. Uh, now Sam stated they needed a ruck option. Uh, Riley Thorpe, who have said multiple, his not his name we've Sorry, said multiple times. There, yes. But I just wanted to say about Riley Thorpe. That's what I was. I forgot to mention it before. Like we were talking about Franklin being injured. A real what would be great for Sydney right now is have a player that can be in both positions. Have like a ruckman that can also go down and play forward and kick some goals. Yeah, like that is exactly Thorpe. who. That's that's the exact position Riley Thorpe plays for. I reckon they need him. I reckon yeah. that's the best option they can get. Yeah, uh, he's currently the only um, player who's projected first round to be uh, said to be is like a who can who plays ruck a fair bit. Uh, everyone else is more tall forward, tall defender. Uh, but he's a good runner, can get disposals, and can get some disposals. Um, now another ruckman, uh, another person uh, they could target Logan McDonald. He's a tall forward. Uh, he can play ruck too. Um, but if they're going to take up Ruck, it's going to be Riley, obviously. Uh, Logan's a athletic player. He's good mark, and he's come flying into the rankings in recent weeks. Um, other Rucks include, so if they want to go someone later, uh, Fli- Felix Flockhart uh, from Sandringham, Henry Walsh, uh, yes, the brother of Sam Walsh from Carlton. Uh, very different uh, height-wise. Um, plays for Geelong Big Country. Zach uh, and Zach Phillips. Uh, plays for South Australia. And then some small uh, forward midfielder options. Um, they're, two, they're two academy players. Uh, both play those same uh, similar same roles. Uh, Braden Campbell is sixth in the August power rankings. Uh, he played four matches uh, in the 2019 NAB League, averaging two goals and 15 disposals. Uh, although there's uh, been a lack of games, he did win... Uh, the best and fair, uh, best on ground in the under seventeens, future all stars game, uh, which is great, um, proves that he can he can play well on the big stage, oh not the big stage exactly, but it proves he can play well against uh the the best players in this year's crop. Uh, he's got good speed and he tackles aggressively too. He's got a booming left foot, uh, so he can have with that booming left foot he can obviously have a big scoreboard impact. Uh, from outside 50 as well. Um, another, the other option, uh, other academy player, Errol Goulden. Uh, he averaged 15 disposals in the under-18s national championships and averaged 30 disposals in the three, or just under 30, sorry, 27.3 disposals in the three NAB League uh, games. So the future with those picks looks pretty bright, especially if they get those two first-round picks. I reckon the main, tar- the main players to try to target is Riley Philthorpe. I reckon yeah. he's going to be... He looks like... And then they'll most likely have a shot that they uh, probably will get those... Um, um, 
sorry, uh, academy players. Yeah. Uh, especially. Sinclair's hasn't got much speed. Sinclair hasn't got much speed. I'm saying not much Rockman do, but it's a very, mm. it's a big advantage to have a Rockman that has a bit of speed. Yeah. Or uh, like fit. Hmm. Right. Um. Yeah. On to some news, Manny. You want to give us just a little news flash? Yes. Quick news during the week. Um. Cam McCarthy has left Fremantle by mutual consent after he was not going to be given a contract. Yeah. He decided. And he decided to go play for South Fremantle instead. Um, the grand final will be announced next week, whether wherever it is, Perth, Brisbane, or maybe even Adelaide. Um, Laddams and Houston have been banned for two and three weeks after breaking COVID breaches. Adelaide's Billy Frampton did only get a warning, but or a fine, but. Yeah, so they'll be out. Them they'll be out without him for a while. Yeah. All right. And then, now. so now we've got a little, uh, little well, a player we want to talk about who's been um, in the spotlight in recent weeks. Tom Lynch. Uh, well, you may have seen um, his aggressive, overly aggressive behaviour. Some might say, uh, Mitch Robinson. Uh, came out said he's uh, only playing uh, on a good team because he thinks he's good. Um, that's not the exact quote, but that's... I said some few graphic things, we'll just say that. Yes. Um, so, anyway, um, so he's got... Three weeks ago, he got uh, the fine for Alex uh, Witherden's uh, pushing his head into the ground. Um, a few people, uh, including Dane Swan... Uh, took to social media saying that 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 five hundred dollars for that was not correct, and I don't think that was. I think that should have been more. I got two thousand dollar fines this week. Uh, one for his hit on Sam Collins. Uh, hitting in the gut. I'm not sure what the other one was about. Dirty. But well, I don't know about the yeah. other one either. But that that was dirty. You just you have to hit someone in the stomach and win them to get open. Just oh, that. I, I've lost respect for Tom Lynch since that. I mean, mm. I never really had much respect for him because he didn't come to Collingwood. <laughs> I'm, never, glad he didn't. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't. I just, what? I don't know. And I, I've, I've gained respect for Mitch Robinson for putting his thoughts out there, you know, being... Yeah, he put out a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, in containing, uh, message containing uh, fairly graphic content towards the punters. Uh, he said that they do not, um, they don't care if they stuffed up your multi- you know, um, so yep. they don't, because, you know, the, um, people receive death threats, you know, I hope you do your ACL next game, um, uh, from punters that obviously aggravated at the fact that they stuffed up their multi, um, but do you think Tom Lynch and Richmond's aggressive behaviour might need to have a bit of a, uh, further look at? Yes, I think it should. I just reckon give it one more chance. It's happened, it's happened twice. No, no, one more no, chance. It happens again. Just ban him. He shouldn't be doing that. I just suspension. It should be at least one week suspension. Tom Lynch only because he used to dominate Carlton when he was at Gold Coast. But was that mentioned or two? Like I feel like he's, he he gets annoyed. He can't really. All he can do is mark and kick goals. So he can't do anything else. Yeah, he can't. He doesn't have really much. No one dimensional. But, I mean, he has good body. That's how he's getting marks. You know, yeah. he can body on body. 
But he, no, he shouldn't be doing that in the first place. And yeah, yeah should have gotten banned. And yeah, that's all. That's all. Right. Yeah. Uh, super coach. coach. Yeah. Um, top three highest scores. Um, from this week. Uh, Hawkins finished with uh two oh four after his dominating game. Uh, like Sam said, Bont finished with a hundred and ninety nine. Uh, and Luke Ryan finished with a hundred and sixty two. Um, my final uh super coach score was. 2,181. What about you guys? I was 1,000... Uh, I think it was just below 1,800, like 1,790 or something. Now, we, I had a dilemma. I had a dilemma with mine because mine was 1,780, but at the start of the round, it was projected to be 1,992. I had Haynes... Yeah, mine, was projected, yeah. mine was projected to be 1,913. Haynes underperformed, Brayshaw underperformed, Butters did, you know, I had under Butterick, I don't know why I still, Charlie Cameron did really bad. So I had just had, you know, underperformance. But, yeah, you can't do much about it, and, yeah. Uh, the trades, I, might, I use my two trades, I'm bringing in uh, Luke Ryan and Trey Rusco. Trey Rusco as the, um, just the spare player in, from the trade, uh, took out Sam Frost and Jack Martin. Sam Frost uh, had a spare trade last week. He was my last minute. Uh, it was a last minute trade after I heard that Jordan Rufford wasn't playing, and neither of my players on the bench were playing, and I needed these extra points. Um, in my own personal leagues against some of my other friends, um, it was tight, so I needed them just to get me over the line. Yeah. So my trades were. I brought in um, Roughhead again. I was injured, so I brought I traded Roughhead out. I also traded the ball out from my mid, from my midfield, and I put in Starsevich, who's a cheap midfielder. He was um, very yeah, he's probably not, he's not going to do too much, but like a cheap midfielder. And I've also put in I needed a better defender, so I put in Lacocious, who had one hundred and thirty five points last week. And I've also moved Bontempelli to my vice captain, and, Lo- and who was originally Travis Bogue, and Lockie Neal's now my captain instead of Grundy. Mm. Now, um, Maddie, you? Um, so I had way too many Brisbane players, and I was about to bring Jared Lyons in. So too many Brisbane players, but I traded out Zach Bailey, who I made a lot of money on, as well as Charlie Cameron, and I brought in Luke Parker, and. Flying Ryan. Yeah. So, hoping he can get the big bucks for me. <laughs> and You've been fairly obsessed with his name in the last uh, couple of days. So you don't know. That. You don't. You don't know that. Um. So oh, yeah. that's about it. Uh, that's everything. Not about it. That's everything. Um, from us at Kids Talk Footy. Uh, hopefully we can, uh, we'll see you back next week. Um, make sure you, yeah, don't go, don't forget to follow our Instagram or Facebook. Uh, they'll be in the link of this podcast. They'll be in the bio, the description of this podcast. Um, but yeah, follow us on those platforms and, uh, yeah, hopefully we see you next week. See ya.